Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. So welcome, Pie Tribe. Welcome back to another wonderful episode. Today, I am interviewing my friend, Aubrey, who has a successful business as a freelancer and specifically also has a wonderful course we're going to talk about today, um, Freelancer to CEO. I'm super excited to have her on here. Um, Aubrey, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with your listeners today. So tell me, um, I guess, tell me a little bit about yourself and like share, share with our listeners who, you know, who you are and how you got where you are. Absolutely. So like um, Lindsay said, my name is Aubrey and I started off my journey in the online space as a freelancer. I found freelancing as a way to be able to stay at home um, and not, not just stay at home. I wanted to be able to contribute to my family financially. And we were not in a position, my husband and I were not in a position to be able just to go down to one income. So my you know, college and all my training was to be an elementary teacher, which I did for five years. And in that time and transition, I became a first time mom and then, you know, was pregnant with my second. And again, really just looking for flexibility in my schedule. I wanted to be able to, you know, have slow mornings and take time off when I wanted to and not have to feel like I had to ask someone to do that or feel guilty for doing that. If my kid was sick or my kid had a doctor's appointment, I constantly felt that guilt. And I also really struggled with the boundary line of being teacher and being mom and remembering that when I was at school, I was just teacher. When I was home, I was mom. And those lines were constantly being blurred. And I felt like either I was giving all to my students and my family was suffering, or I was giving more to my family and focusing on them. And then my, I felt like my students were suffering because I wasn't, you know, staying up late and creating these extravagant lessons and everything. So when I was seven months pregnant with my second son, I found freelancing and I kind of had a, a big drive and a big fire under me to say, you know what, I really want these last two months to be my last two months. I really want to be at home when my second son is born. And I don't want to have to worry about, you know, I only have 12 weeks off with him. So I kind of dove all into freelancing and slowly but surely gained a few clients here and there, was really diving into how to perfect my service and my skills. And I set a goal, an income goal that we needed to reach in order for me to be able to stay home with my son once he was born. And I'm happy to report that my last day in the classroom was the day before he was born, which was just about two years ago. He's coming up on his second birthday now. So it's really just been a crazy ride for the past two years of of growing my online business and really transitioning myself from being someone who was technically in that corporate space. And now I'm my own boss and I'm the CEO of, you know, Aubrey headquarters, but it's been a really fun, exciting journey to, to go from someone who was being told, you know, you have to be here from this time to this time. And now I get to make my schedule. I get to have that flexibility that I want and I kind of get to control the income that I make. So it's a win-win all around. That is so incredible. I love that as part of your story that you made a commitment to transition. That's 
that's a big shift for a lot of people who might be in that. I know, honestly, that was me. I, every baby I had, I had four, I would say, oh, well, by the time he's one, I'm going to be staying from home, working from home. And I, um, I hadn't heard of passive income really quite like now. (laughs) So it didn't really ever work out for me like that. And I mean, what a courageous moment for you to take that risk and move. And I think, isn't your husband a teacher too? He does. He, he works, he's a counselor, he's a school counselor. So he works in the school. So we had, you know, very similar schedules and, and, you know, if any of your teachers, (laughs) there's teachers out there, they know that unfortunately it's definitely an underpaid profession. We do a lot extra. I mean, if I would say that if you, if you really are a great teacher, like you are going in early, you're staying late, your passion is with your students. And like I said, I was finding it hard to find that divide. I would leave early for work and my son was a great sleeper. And there would be days where I would go off to work and he wasn't even awake. So I would go, you know, 14, you know, plus hours without even laying eyes on him and without him laying eyes on me. And that just was heartbreaking for me. And I also just knew that they're only little for this once. And I have the teaching degree. I have the experience and I just had to try this out to see if it would work and not live with that what if, because I I knew that, okay, even if this doesn't work out, I can still get a teaching job. I can still go back to what I was doing. But if I really want to be able to spend these precious years with my kids when they're this little, you know, there's going to come a time when they aren't going to want to be around mom and they're going to want to go off and do their own things. And I'm dreading that day, but I know that this time is so precious that it was worth it for me to take that risk, to be able to see what the outcome could be. And and the risk was totally worth it. And the reward has just been so amazing. Oh, that's wonderful. So how did you hear about freelancing? I mean, what kind of led you to, to that per se? So I, you know, I've always did the, the Google searches and the Facebook group dives and looking through them. What can I do to work from home? How can I make money from home? Because again, like I said, we weren't in a position where we could just go down to one income. I mean, I could, we didn't, I didn't necessarily have to make the amount of money that I was making as a teacher, but I knew that in order to be able to continue the way of of life that we were living and to be able to afford things like student loan payments and our mortgage and different things like that, I knew that I had to bring something in. So I, a lot of times when I would search Google, it was, you know, complete these surveys for pennies basically, or Uh, join a direct sales network marketing type company, teach kids online. And I'll tell you, I did all of those. (laughs) I will be completely honest in saying that I did try every different avenue that I could, but nothing really stuck. And so one morning I was up really early and getting ready for work. And I just felt like something has to change. This, this has to, there has to be a way for me to be able to make money and also work from home. And so I went into a mom Facebook group that I was in and I said, I really am looking for a way to be able to make money from home. I really don't want to do the MLM route, the teaching kids online route. What can I do? And, you know, people would comment, oh, you should try this company. It's really great. And I don't ever have to carry inventory and all this stuff, which is fine. And and I'm, and I'm not knocking MLMs because I know that they work for some people. It just really wasn't, I couldn't find my groove with it. And I had already tried it and it didn't work. And finally, someone posted, have you ever heard of becoming a virtual assistant? You should really look into freelancing. And I had never heard of that. Like that was the first time that anyone had ever mentioned that. And I'm like, hmm, okay, this is a different answer that I've gotten before. 
it's worth pursuing. And I'll tell you what, like from that day on, there was no stopping me. I mean, I was reading every blog article. I was listening to podcasts on my way to work, on my lunch break. Like I would, I stopped going to the staff room to eat lunch and I was just learning as much as I could on my lunch break because I was just so excited about this opportunity because I really saw it as a way for me to be able to use a lot of the skills and talents that I already had and make money online. And I saw these success stories of all these other people that they were doing it. And it was really, it was replacing their income and it was providing a little bit more, you know, financial stability for their families. And I was like, okay, I'm hooked. So like I said, that was about two months out from giving birth for the second time. And I think like the rest is history. It was like, once I found it, I couldn't stop learning about it. And you know, diving into it. And I just, I just got started with it and it really took off from there. That's wonderful. And then what were some of the challenges you had, like getting started and, you know, just in that initial, cause anytime we start something new as entrepreneurs, there's always, I guess, kind of an uphill, um, especially in the very beginning. Um, so two questions is like, what were some of the challenges you faced and about how long did it take you to kind of feel like you got into your groove with freelancing? So I think a lot of the challenges that I faced in the beginning were very similar to what a lot of people probably experience, you know, like the fear of what is this, this doesn't work. I also had a fear of what are other people going to think of me, you know, when I, when things actually started to pick up and I was, I, I made an initial, like I said, I made an initial income goal of what I wanted to meet, which was just being able to take care of my student loan payment that was roughly a little over $1,000. And that was my income goal. And I was like, if I can meet this for the month of October and for the month of November, I know that this proves to me that this is actually working. And I was able to do that. So once I was really thinking about, okay, like, I'm going to type up my resignation letter. Like, I'm going to have to tell my other um team members at the time I was teaching second grade, I was like, I'm going to have to tell them that I'm resigning. I had that fear of what are other people going to think of me? And, you know, aren't they just going to say like, you know, are you sure this is going to work? Which people did, you know, people, sometimes it's really hard for people when they're not, when they're seeing someone do something that's totally against the grain. It's just their initial reaction to be like, are you sure? Because their brain, you know, is like, we've got to keep her safe. You know, her safety is in her job. And I think it was just proving to myself that those fears were, were just that they were just fears and they actually weren't truth because the fear of what if this didn't work out? Well, okay. I already had proven to myself that I was able to reach this income in such a short period of time, which I had never got into that place with any other work at home positions that I had done. And then the fear of, of what other people would think, it was really just me reevaluating and thinking, who am I living my life for? Am I living my life to try to make other people around me feel comfortable with my decisions? And the answer to that is no. You know, I'm not trying to make everyone else okay with this. And if they're not okay with it, that's all right. I don't need to try to convince people that what I'm doing feels right and feels good for where my family is. And, you know, as time has gone on, people have, you know, those people who were initially probably just worried and probably didn't want me to make the wrong choice have come around and they have said things like, I'm so glad that you were able to do this. And it's so wonderful that you're able to be here with your kids. But I think those were two of those, the biggest challenges is just that fear, fear of if it didn't work out and fear of others. And then to answer your second question, I really felt like 
I got my groove. You know, I think those first couple months were really just, okay, like let's do anything and everything to bring the money in, you know, even if it's not, even if it's things that I don't really enjoy doing, but probably about six months in was when I really started to figure out, okay, what service that I really want to offer business owners? And then how could I perfect my marketing and my systems so that it could kind of work in the background for me? And I didn't have to constantly feel like I was being tied to my computer because honestly, as far as like the marketing piece goes and trying to gain new clients, that piece of it can almost become addicting. If I can say that, like it really was like trying to find that next client and being the first person to comment on a Facebook post about looking for a virtual assistant. Like it could almost become like something that you feel like you constantly have to be doing. So it was really kind of evaluating what I had done in my business that worked well for me and maybe what didn't and really just doubling down on what was working really well for me and then being able to put some systems in place that I didn't have to feel like I was always constantly working because especially when you're working from home, it's like, where's that divide? You know, when are you working? And then when are you just like mom and wife and, you know, just a a person, not just your job. So, um, and that almost, I guess that kind of goes to that question of what was the challenge? Like that was something I really had to figure out because obviously like when you go to your job, like you leave your home, like you're somewhere. And then obviously you leave and come back to your home and I'm working from home. Like I have an office in our upstairs bedroom. So it was really trying to figure out that work from home life balance too. Oh yeah. I'm over here nodding my head profusely because everything you're saying is so true. (laughs) And I love how, you know, you know, you had to kind of slow down to speed up and, and really think about what kind of processes you could implement to let yourself be available to focus on the things that were productive. And that's really good advice, not even just for people freelancing, I think, but for anybody who's trying to build a passive income or a, a sort of a side income, honestly, anywhere in life, but especially when you're working and being a mom and <laughs> trying to build a business, all those ands. <laughs> right. Um, you mentioned systemizing and uh, that was your your big key strategy there. I was curious if you had any specific tips that maybe you could offer that helped you really maximize your, your time efficiency, maybe just one thing. Do you, and is it something you talk about in your course? Yeah, absolutely. So systems really were the biggest thing for me. So, you know, in the beginning I was doing a lot of things manually. I kind of had my hands in a lot of different programs. Like I was using one program to send an invoice to a client. And then I was using another program to send them the contract. And I had to make sure that I uploaded it through this program to have them sign. And in the moment, you don't think that what you're doing is actually taking you a ton of time. Another example was emails. Like I was writing every email from scratch. Like when I was reaching out to a client about potentially working with them, I was writing that from scratch. When I was, you know, sending my welcome email when a client signed on, like I was just in the moment you think, oh, this really doesn't take me that much time. When you step back and you think, okay, what system What templates could I put in place so that when I go to do these repetitive tasks over and over again that I'm doing in my business, what can I put in place so that I don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time? And when you really step back and think about that, like, gosh, I'm using three different programs to just bring a new client on. 
isn't there a program that maybe I could go down to just using one and it could take care of all that. So at least I'm not having to click around and we don't realize what it takes our brain to go from like one thing to the next and to switch constantly. So I started to think about what are repetitive tasks that I do in my business that I could put a system to where I knew that this is, I have to do this, this, and this. Maybe I could simplify some of that. Maybe, like I said, I was using, you know, a bunch of different softwares to, to send an invoice and a contract and a proposal. What could I do to simplify that? And then what could I also add so that I could try to automate some of that? So it wasn't, again, like me manually doing things because what you will find is if you are constantly manually doing everything in your business, every aspect of your business, and you don't put any sort of automation or system in place, you're going to burn out fast. You can only continue to grow your business that way for so long. And what what I find with a lot of the one-on-one clients that I work with and, and the students that come through my course is they are getting burnt out and they're having trouble scaling beyond a certain point because they don't have any of these systems in place. So I really look at those repetitive tasks. I look at the softwares and the programs that my clients are using and I say, okay, where can we cut some things out? Where can we automate things? Where can we put systems in place? So one of the easiest things that I you know, tell my clients to do is take some time and, and go through some emails that you continuously send out create templates for that so that you can easily add them to your emails. You know, there's even in Gmail, there's a way that you can add templates into there. So if there's an email that you constantly send out, you can add that template in and maybe you have to tweak a few words. Like maybe you have to, instead of it saying, Hey, there's Susie, you have to change it to instead of Susie, change it to Lisa or whatever. And, you know, maybe change up the date, but having the bones of what you're working on so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time It's so exciting when my students go through that module in our course because the light bulb moments go on and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was doing it this way for so long. Because by just putting a few systems in place, it can really change the game for you and it can really free up a lot of your time to be able to focus on things that actually drive money through your business. So systems really just determine how much money you can make. And if you're doing everything manually, it's going to put a limit on what you can make. But if you're able to automate and put systems in place, you can really scale your business to the next level. Mm, That makes so much sense. So I know with freelancing, there's a lot of different things you can do as a VA. Um, Can you give me, can you give our listeners a little kind of just a synopsis of what is freelancing? I mean, because you don't do everything, right? Your business, you don't offer every service or do you have specific services you offer? Yeah. So basically what freelancing is, is, is you are an independent contractor. You're not an employee. You run your own business. You set your own rates. You set your own hours, which is like a dream, right? Like I'm just describing your dream job right now. And you come into a business owner's business, whether that be online or brick and mortar, you know, a lot of brick and mortar places right now are trying to bring their businesses online because of everything that's happened within the last, you know, six to eight months. So you offer a service to a business owner and you say, Hey, I am really good at this service. So just to give you a rundown on some popular services that people like to offer, social media management, website design, uh, Pinterest management, blog management, bookkeeping, there's, you know, online bookkeepers. So if you have a a business and you're not good with numbers or um, 
accounts payable. There's a lot of terms that my sister likes to use because she's in accounting and I'm not <laughs> a numbers person at all. But so basically you start by looking at maybe what you do currently in your job. So maybe you are like an accountant bookkeeper. That job actually will translate well online. Now I was thinking about me as a teacher, like, yes, I could technically teach online, but what skills or services could I offer based on teaching? Well, I got real, I got really down to like what it is that I did as a teacher. You know, I was organized. I planned lessons. I planned curriculum. I, uh, you know, delegated things. I um, helped get students engaged. So I was kind of looking at those skills and I was thinking, okay, how does that translate online? Well, I could plan content for a business owner. There's a lot of content that business owners have to put out. So I could help plan that because I was really good at planning lesson plans. So thinking about what you do currently in your job that you could bring to the online space. And when you're first getting started, you might want to try a few services out just to see what you love. Like with the example with the bookkeeper, like that translate, like I said, that translates really well to the online space. So you could go all in with just saying like, I'm offering a bookkeeping service, but maybe you're like me and you have a, you're a teacher, or maybe you're a nurse and you're not really sure like what service you really want to offer. I say, start out offering, you know, a few different things and find out what it is that you love. Like find out what it is that you get super excited about. Like when you get behind your computer, like you could work for hours upon hours and not even have to feel like, oh my gosh, I need to take a break. Like you just get so excited about that. When you feel that way about the service that you offer, that's the one that you're really going to want to go all in on. Because if you stay with offering a little bit of this and a little bit of that, like maybe you're like, oh, I'm kind of good at designing websites and I'm also kind of good at scheduling social media posts and I'm also kind of good at editing podcasts, your attention becomes divided and you can't really get really super good at any one of those services and also people don't know exactly what it is that you do. And the whole online freelancing game is to get known for something so that people can start to refer you. I talked about that automation piece. That's how you can start to automate some of your marketing because when people become known for something, they know who to recommend you to. So if I was a web designer and that's all I did, People would know like, oh, go to Aubrey. She's a web designer or, oh, go to this person. They are the best at Pinterest. So you really want to narrow in on what services you're offering and get really good at that. You know, maybe up-leveling your skills, taking a course and that so that you can really become seen as that authority because that's where you're really going to be able to take your business and scale it next level. Because when you offer just a little bit of everything, you can't become known for that one thing and you can't become really good at that one thing and get really good results for your clients, which would justify you increasing your rates, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. And that's, that's interesting sometimes how we have to like pick one thing to be more successful. You know, it's kind of uh, opposite, <laughs> counterintuitive, as they might say, your brain says, no, I need to be good at like five things. And then that way I can serve more people. But really the opposite is true. That's really good advice. And then I was in, I also wanted to ask you a little bit, what about, what would be your advice for people who maybe are sitting there thinking, I don't really think I'm good at anything. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know I like to be on Pinterest, but I don't think I could do Pinterest ads or, you know what I mean? Where they're, they're maybe second guessing that they're not good at things. What, what, do you have any advice to help them get started? So I, I see this a lot with my, you know, students, they're thinking who's going to hire me. I'm not really good at this. And I think the biggest piece of advice that I could give to someone is just taking action. Like 
you know, you might be feeling I might not be good at this. Well, the only way that I've ever gotten good at anything in my life is by taking action. Like when I first became a teacher, there, there were so many things that I had read about in my textbooks and that I had heard from my professors that didn't prepare me for my first day of teaching. And the only way that I got good at it was by actually taking action and, you know, stepping up to the plate and doing those things and trying to implement new things. And that's how you get good at anything. And, you know, the practice makes perfect kind of method. Like you just have to take action every single day and try it. So if you, if you're thinking, I don't know who would hire me and I don't think I have enough skills in Pinterest, just get in Pinterest and start playing around or just get in social media and start learning from other people and seeing what's working, what's not working. Anything that you want in life is going to take commitment and it's going to take action. I always try to relate it back to the job that you have right now. The job that you have right now, you had to put in work, whether that was going to college, whether that was, you know, staying late and putting in those extra hours. Sometimes when you're building your business, we want it to come so quickly. And I know that I am, I struggle with this constantly. If I set a goal to meet something, I want it to happen like yesterday. But I also know that it does take time, just like it took time for me to learn all the things that I needed to learn to become a teacher. So if you're afraid about, you know, whether you have the skills or whether anyone would hire you because maybe you're not skilled enough, you really just have to take action every single day and try to learn as much as you can and really dive into whatever it is that you're trying to do. And that confidence will come with the action, but you're not going to be able to become confident if you just sit back and, and hope that, you know, the clients come to you or hope that this works out to you. The only way that it will work for you is if you take action every single day. Yeah, that's, that is, that is absolutely true. Wonderful. Okay. So last question I have would be kind of just to tie it into more of a passive income strategy. Have you been able to kind of scale up your business a little bit to where you have earned some money passively? And is that something that you see yourself doing more of? Yeah. So about a year into my freelancing business where I was just solely offering services to clients, I decided that I really missed the teaching aspect of my job. That was like the one piece that was missing. Like I I really loved what I was doing with my clients. I, I narrowed in on the service that I was offering, but I really missed teaching and being able to help people. And so I made the shift to become a coach for other freelancers because I had a lot of friends that I had met through the online space wanting to know how I was able to scale so quickly, what it was that worked for me. And I knew that, you know, I could keep telling these people, you know, they would come in my DMs or they, you know, I would see people out and about and they were like, I want to know how you left your job. And I could keep telling people or I could create something one time, put a little bit of work in and be able to sell that passively. So I created my Um, It's actually not my first course. I have a a few mini, mini things out there, but my first signature course, you could say, and that's the Freelancer to CEO Academy, where I really walk people who are freelancing. I walk them through my three-step framework to really scale their business, to get clear on that signature service that they want to offer, to tighten up their systems or create systems if they don't have anything in place and to create a marketing plan that works for them as opposed to trying to do all the things marketing that all the people tell you you need to do. We really look at what's working for you already and double down on that and then really scaling their business to that next level. And what I found is it really helps my students break free of that plateau that they've hit. And it's just because they need to, again, get clear on what service they offer. A lot of my students come in and they are offering a little bit of everything and we 
you know, don't want to just charge hourly. We want to be able to scale that beyond. Um, so that's my passive product that I have. And it's been so rewarding, number one, to again, have that passive income stream, but also to feel like I'm back in the classroom again. And I just, I loved teaching. And I think that was my hardest part about leaving the classroom was it wasn't that I didn't love teaching. It's just that I wanted a little bit more flexibility. So now that I'm able to bring the teaching aspect into it, uh, it's it's really just transformed my business even more. And I, you know, I was so excited about where my business was going. And now it's like, it's the perfect marriage of everything. I'm, I'm able to be at home. I'm able to have flexibility, but I'm also able to teach students again. It's just those students look different than little second graders sitting on the carpet. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, that's great. I was uh, just one last thing. If you have any wisdom or tips for the people listening who might just be kind of thinking about what direction to go, you know, any words of inspiration? Sure. So I think the biggest thing that has gotten me through any hurdle or any obstacle that I've come up, you know, I talked about those fears that I had in the beginning when I was getting started, which I'm sure if you're just getting started in the online space, you're probably feeling a lot of those same feelings. The biggest thing and the biggest question that I always ask myself whenever I come up to something like, oh my gosh, this, this might not work out and having that fear and that worry about what I'm doing, I always ask myself, but what if you don't do this, Aubrey? And that is the one question that really gets me through a lot of things. I never want to look back on my life and think, what if I just would have tried it? What if I just would have taken that leap? What if I just would have started where could things be now? And that was one thing that really got me through in the beginning because I, I really wanted to be able to be at home with my kids. And I could have come with, up with a lot of excuses why I shouldn't just start. You know, like I said, I was pregnant. I was chasing around a toddler. I was working full time. I had so many things on my plate. I could have come up with every excuse in the book not to do it. But I thought, what if you don't start this? What's it going to look like in a year for you? In you know two years, are you still going to be working at a job? Are you still going to be wishing you were at home with your kids? So you just have to kind of weigh that out and think is the alternative of not doing this, is that really what you want in life? And if you look back on your life, are you going to be wishing you would have just started? So I guess that's my little piece of advice is just to ask yourself, what if? And also like, what if this does work out? What if this could be the thing that could bring me home. And that's kind of what I did in the beginning. You know, I had all those fears and worries, but I was, then I was also like, what if this works? What if this is the thing that's actually going to bring you home with your kids? Isn't that worth fighting for? Isn't that worth pursuing? Isn't that worth putting in those extra hours and going through some of those trials and tribulations? Isn't that worth it? So I think if you ask yourself that question, it might put things in reality for you and it might help to diminish some of those fears that you might be experiencing right now. You are just a wealth of awesome information. Where can people find you? Because I know people are going to want to follow you. Where, where can they find you? Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. So my favorite place to hang out is on Instagram. That's where you will find me Monday through Friday because I do take the weekends off. It's something new that I'm implementing, a new boundary that I'm, I've been putting in for about the last month. And it's been very helpful for me again, like I talked about that divide between home and work life. So being able to shut off and focus on my family, 
on the weekend. So, but my name is Aubrey Malik and that's my handle on Instagram. So you can find me there. Of course, you can head to my website, which is aubreymalik.com and learn more about that. Um, I mean, anything that I offer there, my coaching services, my course, if that's something you're interested in, you can learn more about that there. And then I also have a podcast where I talk about all things freelancing. If this is something that interests you, you can head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, any of the podcast platforms, you can find my podcast. It's called Freelancer to CEO. And it could be a great resource for you. Lots of free content on there to learn more about freelancing. And maybe if this is a route you want to take. Lovely. Well, thank you again for being a guest. I know people are going to get a ton of value out of today's episode and I'm truly grateful for you being here. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Well, friends, that sums up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And before we part, may I just say, I realize there are so many people out there like you and like me searching for that alternative income source right now, especially more than ever. Please help them find this show by subscribing, sharing our episodes with your social media. And if you feel inspired, please leave me a review. Those things help boost the show's rankings and helps others to find it more easily. I appreciate you listening with me. Until next time, have a great rest of your day.